Hello and welcome back to the Kids Story Room for episode two of Chocolate Land by Dale March. What, I wonder, will Lucy and Sam find next in this enchanted world? Here we go. The children ran along the edge of the stream, leaping with giddiness. Rounding the wooded bend, a new wonder met their eyes. Across the stream, in a sunny clearing, was a strange-looking little cottage. It appeared to be made of very unusual lollies. Pillars of orange on the sides, large white discs for roof tiles, and a great bulging purple door. Bent over in the middle of this garden was an old woman pulling orange sticks out of the ground. The sticks had shaggy tops of green hair, which the old woman tore off before throwing the sticks into a bucket. Sam and Lucy stared in bewilderment. Without missing a step of her work, the old woman called across the river. What's the matter, dearies? Never seen a garden before, or never seen an old woman? As she said this, she turned her face to the children. It was the oddest face they had ever seen. Long and with deep-set eyes and a narrow nose. And this face was covered in lines. The lines of what looked like folded skin. You should know that no one ever lived long enough to get wrinkly skin in chocolate land, so this was the first time Sam and Lucy had seen old age. Come over the river, my dearies. Don't be afraid. You look very hungry. Even though they had eaten a truckload of chocolate to get through the wall, the old woman was right. They did feel hungry. But how do we cross this strange river? asked Sam. Strange, echoed the old woman. What is so strange about a river of water? Sam and Lucy turned to one another. So that's what it was called. Water. The boat will bring you across, of course, cooed the strange old woman, waving her hand upstream. The children looked over and saw a small bright red sailboat drifting towards them. It stopped at the bank right at their feet. Perhaps we shouldn't, whispered Lucy to Sam. I'm not sure this old woman is as kind as she seems. It'll be fine, Sam murmured back. Besides, I want to find out what those orange stick things are. And before Lucy could say anything else, he had stepped onto the boat and was reaching out his hand to help her on. Without any wind and with no regard for the current, the little boat delivered them directly over to the old woman's side of the river. Come in, come in, the old woman urged. I've just made a delicious meal. You must try my soup. The children followed her into the peculiar cottage. It was quite dark inside. A long wooden table stretched almost the length of the room. On it were strange and colourful objects the children had never seen before. Overwhelmed with curiosity, Lucy forgot her concern... What are these? 
flowers, of course, said the old woman, squinting her beady eyes at the children. And these, these are seeds. These will be the next year's crop of vegetables. Excuse me, croaked Lucy, now feeling quite sure they had made a mistake by crossing the river. What exactly are flowers and seeds? We come from Chocolate Land, back on the other side of the wall. This all seems... I know where you come from, interrupted the old woman, who was now seeming far less friendly. She had started to look a little red in the face, and her hands seemed to be gripping the table unnecessarily hard. Instead of asking so many questions, why don't you enjoy some of my soup? If you really are from Chocolate Land, then you have never had anything quite so delectable as this. The old woman ladled out two serves of thick orange liquid into Sam and Lucy's bowls, and sprinkling a pinch of white grains onto the soup, she licked her lips eagerly. Here you are, my dearies. Eat up. Enjoy. Then, turning back to the sink, quite under her breath, she gloated. And once you've tasted my soup, you'll never want to leave again. I'll finally have some little helpers all of my own to tend the garden and lift the flower pots. And if they do ever become useless, well, I can always boil them into a lovely broth for a nice stew. But she had become so excited that her voice was getting louder and louder. Sam and Lucy heard the last part quite clearly and turned to each other with eyes like saucers. But despite their rising alarm, the old woman was right about one thing. The soup was the most delicious food the children had ever eaten. Even though they knew now they would need to find a way to escape as soon as possible, they couldn't stop eating the soup. That's right, my dearies. You can stay with me and eat as much soup as you like. Delicious, salty, vegetable soup. This is carrot from those orange sticks you saw me pulling out of the ground. But I will make you leek and potato soup, mushroom soup, cauliflower and onion soup, tomato and thyme soup. Tastes you have never dreamed of, my dearies. And if you're really very good children, I'll even let you try some Brussels sprouts with butter. Lucy and Sam's mouths were watering with every word the woman spoke. Even though they had no idea what these vegetables were, just the sound of them filled them with fascination and longing. But of course, went on the old woman, now you must be tired, my dearies. Come along through this way. I always have a spare room made up for any weary travellers who might pass by. Lucy had just started to say, Oh, no, thank you. We're really not that t oh, 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 when she let out a great yawn and felt her eyes falling closed. The old woman guided them into the bedroom. There, there, here you are, my sleepy dearies. Such brave travelling you've done. Rest, my dearies, rest. Lucy flopped instantly to the bed, asleep before her head hit the pillow. But just as Sam felt himself growing strangely heavy, he heard the scraping sound of a key in the door. He rushed over and tried the handle. It was locked 
tight. Desperately trying to shake Lucy awake, Sam did his best to keep his voice low. Lucy, Lucy, we're locked in. We're trapped. I think she's a witch. A witch, Lucy. We have to find a way. But all of a sudden, Sam was overwhelmed with sleepiness. As he slumped to the mattress, he heard the old witch singing merrily outside in the garden. Children here from chocolate land, I'll snare them with my salty plan. They'll pull my weeds in cold or hot, they'll work if they want to or not. Children here from chocolate land, do as you're told or hear my plan. You'll bubble in my salty pot till chocolate salty stew I've got. When the children woke in the morning, there was a bowl of leek and potato soup at the end of their beds. They had slept for a long time and were very hungry. It was just as tasty as the carrot soup. Such new and wonderful flavours. As soon as they had finished the soup, Sam told Lucy about the locked door and the witch's singing. We have to make a plan, Sam. We can't be stuck here forever working for an old witch. Or boiled in a stew. They set their minds to work, trying to imagine how they could possibly escape. But before either of them could even speak again, they were both yawning loudly and were soon sound asleep again. That afternoon, Lucy thought she was dreaming when a gentle jangling sound filled her ears. She opened her eyes and blinked in the fading light. Humming above her were four silvery-laced wings. It was the dragonfly she had helped out of the river. Gripped in its tiny hands, jangling, were a set of keys. Oh, you wonderful, Lucy started to say when the dragonfly dropped the keys onto her tummy, hummed over to her cheek for the most delicate kiss Lucy would ever know, and darted out of the window. From outside, Lucy could hear the witch collecting up her tools for the end of the day and singing that dreadful song to herself. You'll bubble in my salty pot till chocolate salty stew I've got. Lucy was out of bed immediately, shaking Sam awake. Quick, Sam, I have the key. We have to leave right away. Before Sam could ask any questions, Lucy had opened the lock and swung the door open. They tiptoed through the room with the long table, straining their ears to hear where the witch might be. As he passed by the table, Sam felt a great pull of curiosity towards the piles of seeds catching the last light of the day and stood staring at the mysterious things. Come on, snapped Lucy. We have to go now. She grabbed Sam by the hand and pulled him towards the door. With his free arm, Sam swiped at the glowing piles and grabbed a huge handful of seeds. The children rushed out of the door and ran for the river, not daring to look back. The little red sailboat was still resting at the bank, and as soon as they jumped on, it began drifting its way to the other side. It was only now that Sam and Lucy heard the witch's shrieks behind them. You little devil dearies! You come back right this instant! You haven't even tried the mushroom soup or the cauliflower or... 
or the tomato you haven't lived until you've eaten a good tomato soup and unable to hold herself back she screamed out and i haven't lived until i've had a good chocolate children's stew you won't escape so easily my dinner dearies oh no you won't safely landed on the other side of the river the children looked back towards the witch's house out from the garden shed the old witch came stomping with a very dusty broom Run, Lucy and Sam said together, and the two of them set off along the riverbank faster than they knew they could move. Soon they heard the whoosh overhead of the flying witch clutching her broom and pleading down to them, I'll make you every kind of soup you could ever want, my dinner dearies. Please come back to the cottage. I only want to feed you salty soupies. But... She was flying in great lurching zigzags and swooping turns, bumping into tree branches and scraping the grassy hillside. Get off me, you darn nuisances! Get away, you bothering bugs! Sam and Lucy looked up. The witch was surrounded by a team of dragonflies, all hovering around her face to make it very hard to see where she was going. Yes! A huge grin crossed Lucy's face. They're helping us, Sam. The dragonflies. We can make it to the chocolate wall. The children sprang into the hole of the wall and squeezed their way back through the tunnel they had made the day before, Sam still clutching the seeds tight in his hand. But they knew the witch would make it to the wall eventually. There was no time to waste. It was very encouraging to be back in the land they knew, but everything had changed here too. The Strawberry River they had floated down only days ago was now flowing uphill and fast. They didn't have time to wonder why. The children leapt into the current and were carried quickly back up to the pond they had landed in at the end of Slippery Rock Slide. Here, instead of a waterfall of cascading pink milk, they found pink ropes of all sizes hanging down from the slide above. As soon as Sam and Lucy took hold of the ropes, they lurched upward, lifting them up to the end of the slide. Sam gripped tight with one hand, still determined to save his fistful of treasure. As they reached the slide, the children ducked with fright. Swooping above them was the pesky witch, she had flown too fast for the dragonflies to keep up and was chuckling with victory. <laughs> now, where will you go, my dinner dearies? And she landed right next to them. Hop on my broom, sweet children. There's plenty of room for all of us and we can be back at my cottage in time for Brussels sprouts with butter. Lucy looked at Sam, her heart sinking. They had come so far and seemed so safe, but now what could they do? Whoosh! Even Slippery Rock Slide was determined to help them. With a wave of chocolate, they were slipping and spinning at top speed up the slide. The witch was after them in no time, but the twists and turns were too much for her to keep up with, and when the children reached the top of Slippery Rock Slide, they were shot like balls from a cannon and flew right over the top of Milk Chocolate Mountain. Where they landed on the other side of the summit, the chocolate was so soft that they had another slide in store for them. 
All the way down the mountain they skidded and dodged trees. Even though they were being chased by a witch, they couldn't help whooping with the fun of it. By the time they slowed to a stop, their house was in view. With the witch's broom zooming over the mountain behind them, the children ran for safety. But with the exhaustion and thrill of the chase, Sam tripped just as he rounded the house, and all the seeds in his hand went flying into the chocolatey garden. Oh no, he cried, and was about to run to collect them, when once again Lucy gripped his wrist and pulled him inside. There's no time, Sam. Hurry, hide. They rushed inside and both crammed into their gingerbread clothes cupboard. Only moments later, there was a knock on the door. Hello, came the sweet voice of the witch. Sam and Lucy's mother sang through the house. Hello, she said as she opened the door. Oh, hello, dear, said the witch in her most humble voice. I've been travelling your fine land for many days now, and I'm kindly seeking lodging. Might I rest myself here for an hour or two? Sam and Lucy's mother was a wise woman. She was immediately taken aback by the appearance of this old woman. Like the children, she had never seen old age before, and felt sure that something unusual was afoot. Of course, she said in her own generous tone. Come in, rest yourself, sit down. Here, you must be thirsty. Here's some hot chocolate I just made, and hungry too. Try a brownie. I made these myself. They're still warm. It's lovely with a little honey melted on top. The witch sat. The witch drank. The witch ate. She had never tasted anything so exquisite in her life. Before she was halfway through the brownie, the children's mother was filling a bowl with custard and cream, then collecting a plate of chocolate caramel biscuits. The witch devoured everything that was put in front of her almost before it touched the table. She couldn't control herself. The sugary sweets had sent her into a frenzy of greediness. She pushed whole cakes down her throat in shovelfuls. Now she didn't even wait to be served. She found the baking cupboard and scoffed fistfuls of bright white sugar. While searching the freezer for another tub of ice cream, the children's mother turned to see the witch pouring the whole pan of hot chocolate down her throat with loud gulps. Have you ever tried Neapolitan ice cream? asked their mum innocently, now certain that this was no ordinary traveller. But the witch couldn't answer. She gripped the table with both hands, bent double. Her enormous belly of chocolate and sweets now hanging almost to the ground. To tell you the truth, she was quite spherical now. A globe of goodies all tightly packed in her skin. Even her face had lost its wrinkles. The cheeks, chin and even nose stretched out to hold their share of desserts. Neapolitan? the children's mother asked again. It's vanilla, chocolate and strawberry. The children love the strawberry. Just a little spoonful? Or maybe just a wafer? The children love it with a wafer. But the witch was quite paralysed now. Only her eyes could move, and they spotted the new treats with bulging desperation.
However, it only took one tiny shuffle in the direction of the spoon and wafer to realise she couldn't complete the mission. She gasped short, fast breaths of survival. Air! I need air! Of course you do, said the children's mother kindly and opened the door. The witch only took half a step before rolling on her side, unable to resist the new shape of her body. Air! She gasped again. Air! Now sensing the urgency of the matter, the children's mother rushed over and began rolling the witch across the room. But there was no way she could get her through the door alone. Sam! Lucy! She called. The children ran out from their room and stood frozen at the sight in front of them. Come on, you two. I don't know what sort of mischief you two have been up to, but you need to help me push this greedy creature through the door right now. I think she might burst. Together they pushed with all their might and rolled the witch into the garden. The witch's eyes were still eagerly searching for the ice cream she had been offered. Just one little lick, she begged as she rocked on her back. Just one, my dearies. Lucy took a spoon of strawberry ice cream and held it to the witch's mouth. Her swollen tongue just managed to poke out enough for the tiniest lick. Oh, wept the witch, so delicious. It must be. But she didn't finish speaking. With a steady tearing sound, every seam in her clothing ripped apart. And right before their eyes, the witch stretched out into a perfect balloon before exploding with a great crack of extinction. Tiny pieces of cake, biscuit, pies and brownies shot into the air in all directions. And now, in the most shocking surprise of all, every little piece was caught by the dragonflies who had finally caught up. They each carried their morsel of the explosion away across Milk Chocolate Mountain, never to be seen again. As the spring sun strengthened over the coming weeks, the children noticed strange new shoots pushing out of the chocolate earth in the garden. The seeds Sam dropped in the yard were now growing every day into healthy young plants, and by the late summer a lush harvest of beans, eggplant, corn, squash and capsicum filled the garden. From that harvest onward, the people of Chocolate Land were blessed with the flavours and power of vegetables. Of course, they still loved the delicious treats that Chocolate Land had to offer, especially the Smarties on Milk Chocolate Mountain. But now that they lived into old age because of such healthy vegetables, they could enjoy everything for much, much longer.
hope you enjoyed Chocolate Land. I certainly did. It makes me very hungry. If you've loved this story, please do let us know. Two minutes to write us a review on iTunes can mean a difference of many more people finding Kids Story Room as it creeps up the search ladder. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back soon with some special requests. Bye for now.